Hello everyone, welcome back to the channel. You're listening to Elton Talks. I'm your host Elton and in this episode we are going to be talking about Marvel Studios' newest Disney Plus series, Loki. Before we get started with the discussion, please do remember we are still in a pandemic. Things can take a turn for the worse and the only way to prevent that, sanitize, double mask up and maintain physical distancing. We got our first look at Loki along with the second trailer for WandaVision and the first look at Falcon and the Winter Soldier back in December 2020. I was looking forward to WandaVision the most, being that it's the most closest to being, becoming a reality after almost a year of dealing. When the trailers started dropping for Loki, it looked interesting, it looked fun, it looked goofy. I felt like this series was going to take us on another weird ride like WandaVision did. If you have watched episode 1 of Loki, I think you would agree with me when I say that if the story progresses and we get revelations as we did in episode 1, they are going to be major, major ramifications for the MCU. We start with the scene of Loki escaping with the Tesseract in 2012 when the Avengers travel back in time. Starting the episode this way gives us perspective. This is not the version of Loki we saw get all the character development throughout the Infinity Saga. I thought they were going to give this version of Loki all that character development throughout the course of the series. But the way they chose to do it in this first episode made me really emotional and I could really resonate with this character's journey I felt for this character even more. And also Tom Hiddleston's acting during that sequence was very good adding to all the feelings and also the background score helped a lot too. And now that this version of Loki knows his future, the happy moments, the sad moments, it's ultimate that at the hands of Thanos, there is unlimited potential to where this character could go what he could do, what he could become. Now talking about Owen Wilson's Mobius, he's such a great addition to the MCU. I think there's a lot hidden in the way Mobius speaks. We will need to wait and see if Mobius' dialogues in episode 1 were subtle hints to revelations that were to come down the line. When Mobius is talking to Loki, Mobius shows Loki a clip of his future, what could have been had he not taken the Tesseract and escaped. Included in that clip, of course, was the death of his mother Frigga which was unintentionally caused by him during the events of Thor the Dark World. Now Loki thinks this is still an illusion and he goes to attack Mobius, but Mobius reminds Loki. The best part of the scene is when Mobius tells Loki that he was not born to be king, but rather to cause pain, suffering and destruction and to bring out the best in others, while the Avengers Assemble scene from Avengers 1 plays in the background from Loki's fight. This was a depressing moment of realization for Loki and also a revelation to us. Going back to the beginning of the episode where Miss Minutes explains to us the sacred timeline. The timekeepers created a single sacred timeline after multiple unique timelines fought in a war, which is very similar to a very important story arc called the Secret Wars or Battle Worlds in the comics. And I think this is a setup to that. And I think the timekeepers didn't create the sacred timeline. I don't think anyone can. The multiverse exists out there. Either there are different departments of the TVA monitoring each timeline and calling it their secret timeline, or this is diversion from what is actually happening. Speaking about multiverse, time travel, and timelines, we cannot forget about Kang the Conqueror. The time-traveling villain who is supposed to make his debut in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. The Quantum Realm introduced in the Ant-Man series 
was a very important factor for the time heist in Avengers Endgame. So I can see why they would want to introduce a character like Kang who is as important a character as Thanos in the Ant-Man series. Another thing to notice is that the central figure among the three timekeepers where Judge Rensselaer sits looks a lot like Kang the Conqueror. Could he be manipulating everything behind the scenes? Could he be behind the TVA? And could he be using his advanced technology to suppress magic users like Loki and the Infinity Stones do not work because they are out of their respective timeline? If you're wondering how can Kang suppress magic, remember Thor said back in Thor 1 that magic is nothing but advanced science and Kang is from the future. And could he not be a timekeeper but somehow have his origins or his first appearance come out of the series because you can't have a series centered around time travel the TVA and not have Kang at least name drop or have an easter egg or a hint towards his future arrival if not his cameo. One of the biggest contradictions that the TVA's time travel rules set up is against Avengers Endgame's time travel rules. According to Miss Minutes presentation where we learn about the creation of Nexus events and the sacred timeline which I don't believe that there is no multiverse and there is only one sacred timeline but the creation of nexus events is said to be something when someone goes about doing something they are not supposed to do that's when the TVA intervene because it creates a nexus event but what about the time when the Avengers travel back in time and they say it was supposed to happen but what about Thanos coming from the past to the future how was that supposed to happen? Is that not creating something different, a new timeline, a diverged timeline? So that is yet to be answered and I don't think that Marvel is just going to say that the Avengers had to do it and so they did it. Or maybe we will be getting some insight into what happened to the timeline from where Thanos time travelled into the future. One of the major reveals that I had spoken a bit earlier in this episode about was the Infinity Stones being powerless in the TVA. Of course, we have the fact that the Infinity Stones are powerless outside the original timeline, but we also see so many Infinity Stones there, meaning that Infinity Stones mean nothing to the TVA. They are a much bigger force, and as Loki said, this is the most powerful thing in the entire universe. That was my reaction when I first saw it. I love WandaVision, and I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. The political aspect of the series was great. I love the characters involved. But I feel Loki is going to be much more than that. It's going to be more integral to the overall story, to bringing change to the MCU. And I'm looking forward to the series after its glorious first episode. Let me know your thoughts in the comments down below. What do you think where the series is headed? Do you think Tom Dilson's Loki is really putting up an illusion to have control? And that's why he hurts people. That's why he does what he does. I don't believe. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll catch up next week with a second episode of Loki. Until then, take care. Love you 3000.